Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hey guys, Rebecca here. We are asking a small favor of our listeners. If you guys are having problems with a scene and, and it's a short scene, we want something like maybe a thousand words or shorter, maybe even 500 words, somewhere around there. It's, it's got to be a shorter scene. We are looking for scenes to dissect as one of our questions is how to dissect a scene. And it's it's a problem scene. So if you if you have a scene that isn't working and you're not sure why, please send it to show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com for a future episode. You've only got about a week to do it, so try to find one of those scenes and get it to us so that we can use it in a future episode. The episode will be coming out shortly, so again, just for our listeners, we're just mentioning it here. Get that scene into us um, ASAP. Thank you very much, and let's get on to the episode. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is about focus issues. It's um, about overwhelmed, distractible muse, ever-changing schedule, ADHD, and other things that, you know, fall into the category of basically just focus issues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So before we get into the topic, though, we're going to talk about what we did this week or the last few weeks, which, as everybody had a certain amount of holidays, and so there there might not have been too much done. But what, Holly, how did you do? Um, I had a lot of fun working on my revision of Dead Man's Party, actually. And while I haven't had as much time to work on it as I would like, uh, I came up with a, a an essential fifth character. Uh, I had this this awesome moment. Uh, of figuring out how to bring a second group of cannibals and zombies into the story, um, because I had I had all of the cannibals, cannibals and zombies show up fairly early, uh, but but then I kind of wanted people to feel like okay, well this is this is as bad as it's going to get, and then figure out ways to make it worse, and I did, and I figured out a perfect logical great reason for it to happen i'm so excited about that <laughs> and um this is and it, it's a mean mean book man and there was this one part in it where it was so scary um that i backed away and it's still so scary that i'm thinking i'm gonna have to market it as horror mm-hmm. um, because they're real cannibals and they're they're not real zombies they're people but they're they are eating people and well, yeah, because they believe they're zombies. So, yeah. I mean, in essence, it's it's more, it's it's almost like the original word. The the I believe it was like a Haitian concept of zombie, which is brainwashed and hmm. um, made to do one's bidding. 
you know yeah. so it's 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 almost like that because they got trapped in the in that video game yeah exactly so i have so my my survivors my normal people are now having just a brutal time of it and i'm having <laughs> such fun <laughs> <laughs> okay and um was there anything else well um i am behind on uh, the revision of how to revise your novel the the class well you're behind uh, for you uh, yeah, I'm behind for me. There's no actual set deadline. Yeah, right. On that. Right. I, it's taking me longer than I had anticipated because, well, holidays and <laughs> everything. But aside from that, no. Oh, um, and there's the, I don't know. We're doing the the bonus launch of of how to yeah, write yeah, a you, novel. You talked about that last week, but I think it's important that we also mention that, um, like the the how to write a novel is going to be open but if you're buying it in January to be a part of the winning at writing which I'll link into the description I'll link all this into the the show notes but if you're if you want to do one year of winning at writing and use our previous podcast to set goals we or Holly has how to write a novel um up on sale and it's uh as low as a price that you're going to get right now and obviously once she revises it, it it's going to go up to the final price but if you take a look you can see there's a whole bunch of bonus uh bonuses that you can get it's this cool she calls it a chinese menu kind of deal where you can pick like two options from this two options or one option from this and then matt actually which was really cool of him added some kind of bonus what serious was discount on on a uh, content edit. content edit yeah if, if you're new to the podcast or if you've only listened to uh, like if you found us through the winning at writing uh, kind of goal setting workshop deal uh, Matt is it her husband and he's been her content editor since like the 90s Almost and 25 years now yeah and he yeah. is terrific and We've got a whole bunch of people on the site that have used him so far, and I've I've gotten to to use him with um, leaving one to Lucia, which he found a bunch of stuff, and I I'm looking forward to using him again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I wanted to let you guys know it's that only lasts until January 31st, 10 p.m. Yep. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. So definitely, if you want to get into the How to Write a Novel course, and you get a whole bunch of extra extras so i'll just put up the link in the show notes so that you guys can take a look but yeah, yeah um but again the one year of writing it isn't necessarily how to write a novel you can do how to revise your novel if you're sitting there you just want to write stories you want to just just you find your goals so if you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet go back and figure out what you want to do this year and then join us in the forums right. because like you guys should see we've already got so many people that are just amped and pumped <laughs> and like posting what their goals are and we've already got the first week coming up and as an additional part of the one year winning at writing the goal setting uh, workshop um i wanted to mention that i came up with an idea i, I shot it past holly she loved it we want to anybody who achieves their goal and has a provable goal that was achieved um we want to be able to share your work at the end of the year if if you want so 
Um, this could be as simple as if, if you're, if you're writing a novel, if you want to finish your first draft and you're, you're constantly blogging about your updates and stuff, we'll link to your blog. If you wanted to publish a set of short stories and you got it done, we will link to the short stories. Uh, in the episode, we're not going to be able to call out everybody's names. So we're not even going to call out, you know, there, there's no top winners. Not, it's not a competition with anybody, but, but yourself, you're competing to make yourself a better, a better writer. Um, but I would love to, at the end of the year, be able to link to anything. But if you have been consistently coming into the, to the forums and we see the growth and we see that you have achieved your goals, hell, we'll even just put your name up there. Do we, yes. we do, you don't need a link if you don't want to share. If, if you've finished your, first draft we just want to put your name up there we just want to say hey this person fucking did it yes <laughs> so, yeah yes because this is this is huge this is how you build the life you want to live in little tiny pieces over a period of a year and if by god you stick with it and you hit your goals we want to congratulate you publicly on the blog and link if you've got something that we can help you sell yeah, absolutely. If you if you published, if you self-published something or if you if you uh, submitted a story somewhere and they accepted it, I mean, we'll link to the story. We'll link to whatever it is that you've accomplished if 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 you want to have a link to to like the blog posts where you are are like, "Fuck yeah, I did it. I did it. I finished this this, you know, novel or whatever it is that you that you're doing. We'll link to that or we'll just put your name up there. We Again, we just want to say, you know, congratulations. Yeah, yeah your call. <laughs> Again, if, if you're listening to this in February, March, you know, December, it doesn't matter. You can start anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Right. That's one of the big things that we like to to point out is is a New Year's resolution really isn't what this is about. This is about setting goals and achieving them. So yeah. even if you've only got a month left of 2020, pop in there and say, Hey, can I, do you guys think that this is an achievable goal for a month? And, you know, we'll cheer you on. If it is, we'll, we'll help you edit it, you know, edit your expectations of yourself, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, oh yeah. And I, I, what I did this week was I finished lesson 13. Finally, I was very happy about that. It took a decent amount of work yesterday. Just a lesson 13 in how to revise your novel is about, um, like kind of re it's tracking the different plots and subplots and stuff like that so you're 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 going through and you're kind of rebuilding things and you're restructuring things and it was a lot of fun it's conflict tracking and you kind of rebuild at the same time so I was having a lot of fun but it was also a lot of work so I wanted to get everything in there and it was neat because it showed me how I could use a scene to install multiple conflicts and it brings up it changes the packs which is uh, protagonist antagonist conflict twist setting and it really really deepens each of the scenes so cool. yeah and i started simple time yesterday which is lesson 14 it's it's about you know the timeline so i am hoping to uh probably get that done today i'm not sure it just depends because i 
also we'll have to edit the podcast and stuff but <laughs> i'm having a lot of fun with i am so glad yeah um okay so let's get into the topic overwhelmed distractible muse ever-changing schedule adhd and other focus issues so this is just something that if you are new to writing or if you're coming back after a long hiatus or if you know your life is completely just turned upside down this is kind of a a, a way to reset in a way i would think yeah yeah so and and if you're brand new to writing or if you find that you've been doing it for a while but you haven't been able to do it consistently we're hoping that this is the kind of stuff that helps holly how do we start this one okay Let's let's just look at some tips and tricks and workarounds. And it's really important for me to say at the very beginning that I have the focus of a gnat on crack. I have I have a hell of a time keeping to one task. This has been an issue my entire life, um, and uh, I I am incredibly distractible. So. When we, when I say this works, this is something that actually works for me. And I just wanted to get that in there right up front. Uh, this is not theoretical. This is the stuff I use every day. Yeah. So, um, and the first thing I found is something that Becky actually introduced me to, which is the bullet journal. Yes. And, oh, my God, having, having my day just written in little bullets in with like maybe five or six things that I have to accomplish that day in the order of priority with writing always first helps tremendously because it just if I know it's on paper I know I won't forget it I know I won't drift away from it and if I do zoom in little circles around the office from time to time and get up and sit down and get up and sit down and all of the crap that I do I still have that thing there that says okay first thing um, one chapter revision, Dead Man's Party. Well, yeah, that's, that's, um, and I wanted to point out real quick too that, uh, two things. Holly does not, she is not perfect. Nobody is. I'm not. Nobody is perfect when it comes to sticking to a schedule because mm. even Holly messes up on the things that she wants to, to, like her, her rules that she sets for herself. Even she, does the things that she says not to do sometimes that's yep. everybody so this is something that you have to stay vi vigilant about is is a trying to be consistent and b not beating yourself up when you don't right right you because know? you are going to fall down yeah you are going to fall down the objective is just to not fall down so damned often yeah there's this thing about <laughs> meditating and it's and it, people think that you you know, they'll sit there and they can't get their mind to, to shut off. And they think, okay, well, eh, I'm not going to meditate because it doesn't work for me. It's not about not letting the, the thoughts in. It's about letting the thoughts go. And, the, I mean, it, you can sit there for two minutes and have like 50 different thoughts. And the, the more consistent you get at it, the less it happens. But it's the same concept is that you're, you're going to have days where you mess up and routines that you mess up or routines that you drop it's not about 
perfection. It's about remembering to pick that routine up the next day. It's a yeah. been like with the meditation, it's just about letting that thought go and just that that's a win. So when you miss up, you know, something, then just remember, okay, well, I messed this up. I'll, I'll fix it tomorrow. Um, yeah. And the second thing with the bullet journal, Holly's is incredibly basic. Holly's is about as minimal as you can get when it comes to a bujo. It is, um, and it's so ugly. <laughs> yeah, there's there's different ways that you can do it. There, uh, writer Carol, I think is his name. He's the creator of it. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes. But it's really just this this system that is incredibly helpful to keep track of things. It, I have been on and off about it because I went to a different planner. Well, I'm no longer going to be using that planner, so I am getting back to the to the bullet journal system because of issues, ethical issues with that planner. So oh. I am now going to be using the the bullet journal system again. And if you are somebody who just wants to get some sis, simple system to help you keep track of your priorities. It's, it's completely adaptable to what you want to create out of a bullet journal system. Yeah. And you don't have to make it pretty like so many people do. You don't have to fill in pages and have this huge index and have huge collections in the back. My collection's all on Evernote now. <laughs> I don't have any collections whatsoever. Yeah. All I, I, I can actually include a, screenshots of a couple of my bullet journal pages. Um, just to show you guys, it, and I'll put them in Becky and we can stick them in the show notes or something so that you can see what this stuff looks like because th this is the thing that has relieved so much stress and so much pinging from the back of my brain with, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I can't forget this, I can't forget that, I can't forget yeah. the other thing. If I don't get this done today, how am I going to remember it tomorrow? Yeah. And um, this, it just, it's so simple. It's so fucking ugly, but it really, really works. But this is part of the overwhelm. It's also part of what can help with attention deficit disorder because we both like have that kind of, I, I, I know that there's a lot of people that have attention issues. It's not necessarily ADHD or ADD. You, you have attention issues. So a good way to, to, to help kind of corral them is to create a system that works for you. And yeah. if something slightly works but doesn't work, feel free to adjust. You know, keep trying to change things. Keep trying to work. And with an ever-changing schedule, this also works for that. The the bullet journal system or having a daily planner, if you like the bigger planners or, or the pre-filled out planners, having something where you're putting your top priorities down where you can migrate things to the next day if if it's not a top priority. It's, it's not just about structure, which I know a lot of people have issues like, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't have my day filled with a whole bunch of routines. I, I have problems with structure. That's, this is about tracking what you are accomplishing yeah, and tracking what you need to do for the next day. So a bullet journal, a notebook, a planner, something with some level of organization from bare minimum like Holly's to a full out filled out planner will help with overwhelm will help with the 
the focus issues and will help when it comes to this ever-changing schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say as someone with hideous focus issues that I was never able to stick to a planner. Yeah. But, but I have managed to stick to this for a whole year now and starting on another year. And it has just changed everything for me. And so this is... Mine, mine is the minimalist version, but it just it changes everything. Okay, and then, then let's go on to the next thing that helps using a ten minute timer. And there was not anything else in that particular book that I kept, but that thing, that thing saved my butt. Well, it's kind of like what Tony Robbins says is when he was learning self discipline and self action and and stuff like that. When he was into self help books, he would go to these seminars these huge seminars and if he learned just one thing it was worth it for him and I, I agree I mean sometimes you have to dig through stuff that doesn't help you to find that one thing in there and mm -hmm. this for you was was really a game changer it was a game changer for me this is just having my word count up on the top of Scrivener having a 10 minute timer set up on the side of the on, uh, right beside where I'm working, setting the timer, and then writing as focused as I can for 10 minutes, because I have discovered that I am actually capable of thinking about one thing for 10 minutes. Yeah. Much past that, I squirm, I fidget, I have to get up and walk around, I get a drink, I, I, did, I just, I cannot sit still, and I'm not sitting still even when I'm writing. Yeah. One of my feet is bouncing, I'm squirming back and forth in the seat, whatever, but for 10 minutes, I can write words. And I generally get, at this point, 250-ish words in that 10 minutes. And then I allow myself to squirm. And then I set my 10-minute timer and I go again. Yeah. And this is something that we've we've started. There's a, if you're new to the podcast, we have a 30-day, 10-minute timer challenge. You can do it for as long as you want. But the idea is that this is good for people with, again, the overwhelm, the ever-changing schedule, any yeah. focus issues. It, it fits for everything. It's not just for people who, who can't focus on something. If you have this crazy schedule and you want to get writing in every day, 10 minutes is not a lot of time to devote. So it makes it a little bit easier. So it makes mm -hmm. it easier for you to go in and say, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do this 10 minutes of distraction-free writing. My family knows not to bother me for 10 minutes. And this is something that you'll see people adapting it in the group as well. So if, if you have starting issues, let's say, you, you know you want to write, but ah. Uh, that laundry looks pretty good right now. Like, oh, I could get that done. Oh, I could get vacuuming done. Oh, God, I need to dust. I need to sit down and, and you know, do our taxes and, you know, for, for yes. the next two years. If you're finding that you're trying to find other excuses, this is a good way to sit your ass down and tell yourself, I'm going to do two or three 10-minute timers. And if you look in the group, a lot of people have adapted 
this to their, suit their own needs, which I love to see. I right. used to do 15-minute timers when I was younger. I, I started doing 10-minute timers because that way I get to work with mom. Um, <laughs> some of the people in the group, they do 15-minute timers. Some of the people in the group will do one or two timers just to get them on a roll. And mm-hmm. then they don't pay attention to the timer anymore and they just keep writing. So this is something that can help you adjust to, you know, work around. One of the things that you can also do is with an ever-changing schedule, because I I have had to deal with this multiple times, and I'm sort of having to deal with it now with, with Tony's changing schedule and my trying to stick with him, um, is if you want to get that 10 minutes in or however long you want to get, what I used to do is I had a stopwatch which nowadays you can just use your phone and I if I was sitting down to write I would hit the timer and it doesn't matter I've, I've mentioned this before I'll probably mention it again everybody poops and if you have a little <laughs> notebook on you you can continue working on ideas or stories or flash fiction whatever it is in that privacy um a lot of people will have lunch breaks and you can sit there and and eat your lunch and write in a notebook or or write on a a cell phone they've got a lot nowadays that have um pens and apps or you if you have an ipad that's great i am jealous of you (laughs) but there's you can time you can hit the stopwatch and just write and then you know, if you have to stop, stop, and then come back to it and write. It's a really neat way to find out how much time you were able to devote that day to writing. And you just write it down and remember for the future. With the stopwatch method, though, I have to tell you, don't stress yourself. Don't try to beat the time previously, Mm-mm. especially if you've got kids and a job and a husband and wife or spouse or partner or whatever if, if you've got 20 million obligations every day don't look at it as a time to beat just look at it as hey I got eight minutes in today hey I got 15 minutes in today you right. know just track right. it and and just see those that that time add up yeah that's and, all. and see the word count add up too because 10 minutes seems like nothing. And if you get, but if you get 250 words in that 10 minutes or, or, or a hundred words or a hundred words in that 10 minutes, 10 of those is a short story. Yeah. Um, 50 of those is a, a longer short story or a novella. A hundred of those is, is a novel. Yeah. If, if, if you're getting, all of these, you know, and it doesn't have to be, obviously you're not going to hit the same exact word count every 10 no. minutes. So maybe one of the days you'll get 25 and you'll be like, oh, I did shit today. But you did it. <laughs> you yes. fucking did it. You sat yes. down and you got something, you know. Never, yeah, never underestimate the power of ass in chair. Yeah. Where where you are sitting there and you are doing the work, even if it's just a little bit of work, mm-hmm. that still counts because it's something. Yeah. 
And you, it's something that you can then build on. Whereas if you have nothing and you're just dreaming about it, you can't build on that. No, no, that's just, you, you can keep dreaming and keep dreaming and your muse will keep, keep playing with the idea until it gets bored and the idea dies or in, until you are so overwhelmed at the thought of trying to get that story down that you never start, which is part of perfection and, and being, you know, safe. And it's, it's it's easy to say, oh, if only then I could be this. Mm-hmm. Um, every Nobody's life is perfect. The time is never right to start. So you, you need to find excuses <laughs> to start, yeah. not excuses why I can't. Right. You find find right. the excuses why I can. Yeah. And sooner or later, everybody has 10 minutes. Yeah, like I said, everybody poops. But it's not even just that. It's <laughs> hell. You know what? You, you, you. I can't stress enough that you don't have to have a computer, a phone, a tablet. It, I mean, I don't know how you would be listening to us without one of those, but you don't have to use one of those. If, if, you, if all you can do is get into bed, pull out a notebook and pen, and for 10 minutes just write in the notebook, write longhand, then do that and then go to bed. Yes. Or if when you wake up, if you, if you feel, you know, like pre-work, if, if you commute with other people or if you take public transportation, put in headphones. You don't even have to turn them on. This is what I used to do. I used to have headphones and pretend to be listening so that if somebody tried to, to engage with me, I could not so rudely ignore them. <laughs> yes. And I could sit there and I could write. And that's what I would do. And I mean, hell, sometimes you can only grab a couple of minutes and some days you're not going to be able to grab any. And if you go to bed and you're too exhausted to write, that's okay. Just remember, try to do it again tomorrow. Right, right. Some Seriously, some days there's just no, no way you can do it. When I was working 12-hour shifts as an ER nurse, um, it was an hour drive to work, an hour drive home. That's 14 hours. Sometimes I'd have to work an extra six hours because somebody wouldn't show up. Uh, so I was working. And then I would come home and I would fall into bed. Because sometimes you just can't. Yeah. But but then other days you can. And sometimes in those days, sometimes you only get 10 minutes on those other days. But 10 minutes still counts. Yeah. And I got, yeah, I got my first book written when I was a, an ER nurse. That takes us to the next thing, which is breaking down tasks into clear one-action pieces. Yeah, I think this is one of the most important things that folks can, can do for themselves. Yeah. And, and when you are looking at writing a novel, the novel is not a piece. The page is not a piece. The piece, the, the discrete unit of a novel is the word. But let's One take word. it further. Let's take it as as somebody is looking at, I want to write my novel. I want to write my novel this year. So how, let's break it down just as an example. Okay. Since we are talking about breaking down big goals. Let's yeah. take that as an example, break it down for folks so that they can adjust for whatever their goal is. Absolutely. Um, so if you are going to write a novel... You have to come up with a novel-sized idea. 
And this is basically something where if you're sitting there, you can think of uh, a main character, you can think of a conflict character, whether a villain or just an antagonist, uh, the love interest who's on the wrong side of the tracks or whatever. Yeah, or if you have an idea already formed in your head, start start putting the notable parts down. Like, okay, well, right. this is, you know, a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And I know right. I want to set it in, you know, England. Twenty. Okay, so you've got one. You right. You've got your genre, genre, mm-hmm. which is the murder mystery. Which or, really, I mean, at that point, you don't even have to define it as a genre because, unless you really, really want to stick to a specific target market. But right. We're looking if you know this, where you're going. Yeah, looking at this as a first-time novelist, as a newcomer, I would say not not to worry so much about genre. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless you have a hard idea. Right. But but the idea has to be big enough for a novel. So if you are coming up with, if you specifically want to write a novel, not just a story, mm-hmm. but a novel, you need a main character, you need an antagonist, uh, you need a world, you need uh, a specific kind of conflict that has pieces. So it can't just be, well... Um, the misunderstanding where he likes her, she likes him, but they misunderstand their relationship, and so that that's the thing that separates them. It has to be bigger than that. Yeah, novel you've ideas, have different subplots, and mm-hmm. but looking at like let's put that aside though. Looking at it as I'm going to write a novel. Okay, well first you have to figure out vaguely the story the -hmm. story idea um maybe you'll want to flesh out a couple of characters Mm -hmm. um i'm going to put some links in the show notes to some of the different things that holly offers by the way that but you know they're i don't want to do some sort of weird sales pitch or anything but she's got a whole bunch of classes and courses and and clinics and stuff that that would help with this but you kind of want to flesh out some characters you you would want to but like kind of add some of the ideas in there that you want the characters to run up against mm-hmm. and then you'd want to break it down into kind of what like how many chapters you would want or how would that's you way, go into no, that that's that's later yeah. Um, if you just can come up with an idea, I just realized I have a free YouTube video um, on how to build an artifact, which will allow you to come up with a novel slash idea. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put that in there. It's it. That's a completely different topic, but just and we don't really we want to get into just the focus issues and stuff today. Right. So, right. but knowing what you want to achieve, and then breaking it down into something that she's saying is one action. So it's it's right for 10 minutes today. It's right for an hour or uh, do what I, I what I was doing, which is one scene a day. Uh, I got up to two scenes a day there for a little while, but it was one scene a day. And I would, then I, when I was finished, I would print off the scene so I didn't go back and rewrite it and I would put it aside. And that was my writing day. These very clearly defined goals... And hold on. 
<laughs> I am watching her cat being absolutely adorable and hanging around her neck and giving her kisses yeah, as she's but, trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's like claw, crawling all over me. Oh, he loves you so much. That's so adorable. Yeah. But the, having these trackable moments where, yes, I finished this. Yes, I hit this goal. Yes, I hit that goal. And finding a way to to show your own buildup of, of achievements. Uh, Seinfeld used to just, he would write a joke a day, and if, if he wrote the joke, he would mark an X on that day, on that calendar. Uh, some people use habit trackers in their bullet journals, which is great. Um, there's a whole lot of different ways to track habits, but that is one way to absolutely 100% show yourself the buildup of achievement. And if you are a writer... And if you are using a computer or a notebook, mm -hmm. then the, the most tangible, concrete way that you can see yourself achieving your goals is to print your pages out daily. Yeah, Whenever, that's a big thing that I had started in um, with Glass House like three or four years ago that was yeah. just to keep myself from editing because, you know, everybody thinks that they're, they need to edit as they go. Never edit as you go. Yeah, but that's a different topic. But yeah, that is it's a different topic. But it yeah. also works as a way to see, like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm doing it. Yeah, you have this growing stack of paper, of of this reality of this thing that you are making that you can pick up and touch and hold and feel it weighing more as you go further into the story. And you can prove it. You can prove to your the part of your brain that doesn't believe you're really doing this just by printing out the pages every day. Yeah. Or if you're writing by hand in a notebook, just by putting a little bookmark so that you can see how much more of the notebook is filled up than it was the day before. Yeah, I used to use a sticky note, but it was more like a bookmark so I knew exactly where to go. But yeah. seeing it fill up in a notebook is, that's when I was working for UPS. Um that was that was really really awesome just seeing how much of the notebook you fill and then how many notebooks you fill <laughs> yes yeah because if you're writing a novel you're going to fill more than one notebook yeah and unless it's a really fat notebook yeah um yeah so okay so then let's go on to the next thing um and this one is really hard to do especially if if like me you're are twitchy and and compulsive and driven and it is stopping at your goal yeah. not keeping going hey I'm having an awesome day I could do five times as many words as I'm doing today and I did that for years I would go hey I can I am really really grooving on this thing today and I would write for 12 straight hours with you know getting up and walking around and fidgeting and going back and but 12 hours that I would and then the next day I was burned out I couldn't do a damn thing yeah Holly calls this writing to failure yeah that's, that's when exactly you have 250 words as your goal and then you hit it easily and you're like oh okay well I could double this and then 500 words is your goal it's, oh I could double that and then as you grow raising up the word counts that you can do in an allotted time is natural yes. but writing to failure is always wanting to beat the previous day right you and know there comes a point where you cannot 
and where you will burn yourself to the point that you can't look at the book mm -hmm. for days or weeks. And when you come back, you have lost way more time than that driven, obsessive, compulsive day yeah. gave and you. It's, it's even to the point where you can burn yourself out on writing in general. Yeah. Um, and just not find it fun anymore. And nobody wants their passion to turn into something that they loathe. No. So writing to failure is a big problem. But having that goal... And knowing, okay, I reached it today. Now I can go and I can do all these other things on my to-do list. I can't, I cannot tell you how, how inspiring it is to have gotten done writing in, a, in the day. And if that's like your number one task, because a lot of people have, you know, one to three to five priorities in a day. Mm-hmm. And if that is like your number one priority and you've already gotten it done, the, the rest of the day just, it keeps popping back in your head like, hey, I did this, you know, or revising. If, if your goal is revising a novel this year, I, I know that when I finish a, a lesson through how to revise your novel or I finish a chunk of the revision, the rest of the day just seems better because I got this stuff done and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And I'm, it, it's again, it's seeing that, that goal become more and more of a reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's sort of the Red Bull of writing where that, that old advertisement Red Bull gives you wings. Well, yeah. Getting, hitting your, hitting your word count gives you wings. It's mm -hmm. the rest of the day. You're golden because you did this thing and then you stopped. But you did this thing and you know that you can come back and do it again tomorrow because today was fun. Most of the time tomorrow is going to be fun. Most of the time the next day is going to be fun. Every once in a while you have a shitty writing day just because you do. Yeah. But and you might even have a couple of shitty writing days in a row and it, and it could just be, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling stuck or maybe it's just other shit in your life is stressing you out and yeah. you're not having a great time. But if you always try to come back to it, that's that's all it is. is it's just baby steps. It's consistent, small steps that lead to this big thing that you, this big mountain that you moved. Yes, yes, exactly. And I, I love that. That's a really nice analogy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so then that takes us to um, the next point, which is defining not just what your objectives are, but why they matter. And this is, we go into this pretty in depth in the last podcast episode, so we don't need to go through it too much in depth here. But uh, if you have not listened to One Year of Winning at Writing, that is our 2020 goal setting. And I, I would suggest you go back to that, download the, the free workshop that goes along with it, because defining your whys um, can remind you on those bad days what you're doing, or even the days where you don't get anything done. If you remember your whys, then you look forward to the next day and getting something small done towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, let's move, down, move on then to um, the next thing, which is start small. It's, <sighs> I had, I had a goal of writing a novel and I did write a novel as my first thing. Um, I did it in under a year. 
It was god-awful. I did it, but I didn't learn. I, I learned over the period of seven years while I was revising it how to write another novel. But in the meantime, I also started writing short stories because I realized as I read my novel and discovered how much it sucked, um, that uh, there were skills that I just didn't have. Mm -hmm. And I started writing some short stories and uh, started sending them out around to places and getting bunches of rejections. I had a ton of rejections by the time I finally sold my first thing. And my first thing that I sold was... Two sonnets. Yeah, two sonnets. But so the idea of starting small is translatable into anything. So if you have this right. huge messy house, don't be like, "Oh my god, I have to clean up the entire house." <laughs> house yes. Just start small. That that's like uh, flylady.org or .com, I'm not sure which one it is. But she says, you know, start just just before you go to bed the first night, clean your sink. That's it. Just empty the sink. It doesn't matter where you put the dishes. Just, you know, wash and clean the sink and then, you know, there's further steps after that, but you have to start somewhere and starting somewhere small. And then you wake up the next day and you come in to get your coffee and the sink is gleaming and clean. It was something small, but it's something that is visible that you achieved. So maybe starting a series of flash fictions, maybe you have just a bunch of little ideas that aren't huge novel ideas yet or you don't know how to plan a novel and you just want to write this one short story about something that happened to you that you want to switch around and starting small and the the cool thing about that is you you tend to build up a a stack of achievements a lot faster than starting with something big yeah yeah, that is absolutely true. Then you get momentum. And yes, and then it's and then it's fun too because then if you you learn how to revise the little stuff, you don't make as many mistakes when you're writing the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't take you 7 years to revise the damn thing. Um to a point of suckage. <laughs> yeah, but suckage was better than than absolute garbage you oh, know absolute i mean <laughs> yes everybody yes. everybody's gonna suck at the at, at the beginning of anything that you do it doesn't you know there's nobody the majority of people are not born artists or writers or singers there's a lot of work that goes into these things that you don't yeah. see behind it's, it's all this work behind the curtain it's all the, the toiling and then burning the midnight oil and whatever it is that you are doing for your passion to learn to become something great and starting small is a really good way to have these stackable achievements and yeah. just go bigger as you grow. Yeah, and and it is so much easier to revise 500 words than it is to revise 500,000. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, so like talking about starting small, I'll put a link in the show notes to the How to Write Flash Fiction for uh, That Doesn't Suck. It's a free three-week course that Holly did for anybody who is um, – you know, newer to the podcast. It's just something you go in there, you can create a free account and you get a whole bunch of free stuff. One of the free things is, is the how to write flash fiction that doesn't suck course. So if you are starting this year as like, I want to be a writer, or I want to write if, if, but you're fairly new at it, or it's been a long time, that's a really good course to kind of kickstart you. And then you also, you end up with this 
stackable, you know, the, <laughs> these these little achievements in here. Yeah. Yeah, a stack of them. Yeah. So next on our list is staying small. And this requires a little bit of definition. And a lot um, of self-discipline. <laughs> and a lot of self-discipline. Um, again, this this kind of takes you back to, well, if I can write 5,000 words in a day, then I can write 10,000 words in a day. Mm -hmm. um, and burning yourself out and hating your life. But it's also about keeping beginner mind in place. And this is, this is something that, that you get from meditation. It's something that you get from, from um, getting your ass kicked a lot of times in a lot of places by a lot of people for a lot of things and realizing, no, I don't know everything. No matter how much I know about this, there is still stuff for me to learn. And there's, Go ahead. Yeah, there's um something, and I know you don't particularly like this phrase, but I fucking love this phrase. Um, I'm a football fan. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and our new coach is amazing. And his the same thing that he tells his team, it seems like every time they're in the locker room, every time after any game, it's stay humble, stay hungry. And that's kind of how I see you're staying small is you stay humble in the way that, yeah, I know – a lot now like hey I I know a whole bunch of stuff now but always realize that there's a of shit out there that you don't know and that yeah. you can always learn more and you always want to stay hungry not just for the knowledge but for the work itself yeah I learn something new with every book I write and I wrote three novels last year and uh, the start of a fourth, mm -hmm. uh, the Wishbone Conspiracy. It's, no, it is, it is on the, the table, guys. The start of the fourth was the uh, the third in the Silver Door Ruby Key. Right, Wishbone, the Wishbone Conspiracy. Emerald Sun. Emerald Sun, that's it. Thank yeah. you, yes. Yes, because I finished the Wishbone Conspiracy. Yes, I just did. have to revise it now. Um, yeah, so three, three books in the start of a fourth last year. And I learned something new with every single one of them. I developed a couple of new techniques. Um, I came up with different ways of approaching characters. Uh, I had one really big breakthrough with plot. Um, and, yeah, and, and that's, and she is a writer who has had over 30 published novels, traditionally published, mm -hmm. and then started indie publishing. She's a teacher, and she's still learning new things. There is, you never know all of this. Yes. There's always more. And that's part of the fun, is discovering the always more, in being open to trying new things, in being open to looking at, at another way to come at this problem that is stumping you. Well, okay, well, what else could I do to solve this character's problem. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun of the game. Yeah. It, 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 it makes writing wonderful because it's not the same damn job every day. Yep. You go in and you are discovering something new. And God, I love this job. And that's why. It's because it's always new. It's always different. That yesterday is not today, is not tomorrow, is not every damn day for the rest of your life. It's what am I going to find out today that I didn't know before? Yeah. I, I think that, that a lot of people out there, um, a lot of the writers of some of the books that I used to read, were heavily dependent upon form formulaic writing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I formulaic writing, is, like if you guys have ever picked up a silhouette romance and it's one in a series where, I don't know, like just it's a series together where either they're 
all these brothers and sisters, you know, like have their own love stories. A lot of the problems with those are, you know, that, you know, <laughs> I, I read six books by one author who it wasn't necessarily a series, but after the third book, I could tell roughly what page they were going to meet, what page they were going to have their first bit of chemistry, what page they were going to first kiss. Every single point happened in the same little bit. And I cannot, I, I'm sure this works for some people that we, we stress not, you know, there is no one true way, but I cannot imagine that that is a fun and exciting environment to work in where no. all you're doing is plug and write. You know, that just, to me, that does not seem like something that would be exciting. I, no. I, I want to find toys on the floor, you know, which yeah. is Holly's phrase for little things that you muse put in that you didn't find until revision. Okay, and I think with that, you had a, a thing you wanted to bring in. Yeah, I wanted to focus on the ever-changing schedule a bit more because uh, one of our forum members, it was so serendipitous because this was uh, something that I had written down because I have had this issue um, and we were already going to be covering this topic you know the focus issues and I had written this down as something that I had faced and she brought it up in the in the the forum like the question area which by the way we have a topic in our podcast forums where you can go in and you can write down uh, your question and we can tell you if we've already answered it well you know uh, our podcast people are really good about catching things like that and sending you to the right place but if we haven't answered it we would love to answer it so the ever-changing schedule is basically where you don't necessarily have a routine day and I have gone through that when I was working uh I think it was it was four jobs but I included writing as one of those jobs so I was waitressing from like four I would get up at four I would be there at five I waitress for three hours then I had to go home and 4 a.m or 4 p.m 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Okay. Yeah, 4 a.m. I would waitress for three hours and then I would leave at eight, go home. I would have a little bit of time before I had to be at work at the second job, which was at 11. And then 11 a.m. And then it would be the full day there with, and this was where, when I worked with Tony. It, I would either have the, the jewelry business, which at the time was just more fun, or I would have writing. So there's there's that. There's also the ever-changing schedule of the person who is a stay-at-home parent or a uh, stay-at-home, work-from-home kind of person where you, you have to, like a freelancer, where you take things as they come and go. And I'm currently breaking out of that, but I was doing that myself. And when you're running a business, you never know what that day is going to bring. You don't, you don't know if you're going to have to rush orders. You don't know if you're going to have so many that you have to fulfill that day. You don't know if it's going to be completely dead, you know, and then you've got the housework and everything. So my answer for this was always that I, no matter where I went or what I was doing, I had a notebook and I had a pen and 
I was working on, it didn't matter if it was just coming up with story ideas or if I was working on a short story that I just kept writing it. Sometimes it would be on the computer, but if, if you're out constantly or if your main source of writing is in that notebook, what I would do is print out what I wrote on the computer if I had the chance to, to actually write in a computer. And then I would add those pages to the notebook, which I would just staple them in to the mm -hmm. last page that I had written on so that I could write on the next pages. And it was all in there together. That's a good idea. Yeah. And sometimes it would be just a very small two or three inch notebook that I would carry with me as when I was waitressing, you couldn't really carry a big notebook with you. So it would just be in my, uh, they give you those little waitress aprons and it would just be in there. And sometimes all I had was a 15 minute break. Um, I would actually go out on the smoking breaks that the other girls did because, you know, like, Hey, if they get smoking breaks, I should be able to, to, to take five minutes here and there. So mm -hmm. I would go out and instead of smoking, I was writing. So it's, you have to find these little times and little moments. And the thing is that for me, you can't always do a 10 minute timer. You can't always set a timer. You can't always know when the next available moment to write is going to be. But when it's any time, when it could be at any moment, your muse, you will train your muse to show up when you have a second. Yes. And, yeah, this is, and that is an invaluable skill. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just have to can be, and this is, this sounds weird because you have an inconsistent schedule. You have to be consistent about taking those inconsistent <laughs> moments. And I promise you the the it's not going to be easy, but you will train your muse to jump on those. And the muse part of you, the right brain will see those moments open up. We'll see those moments, even, even as a waitress. And you have all of these 7 million jobs that you have to get done that nobody knows waitressing <laughs> waitresses do. You have moments where your muse will say, ah, now's a good time to jot down that idea. Or now's a good time to write that bit of dialogue for the story. And the biggest thing that you can do to help train your muse is when your muse says, hey, this is a moment that you have, double check, make sure it is, but then say, okay, and listen to your muse because that will train it to also show up when your left brain notices that you have time. Yes, yes, my God, yes, that is huge. <laughs> yeah, so it's just the, the inconsistent schedule is something that a lot of folks will, will run into. I know a lot of people say, you know, wake up 10, 15, 30 minutes early. And that works for some people. Go to bed 10, 15, 30 minutes later. Again, it works for some people, but sometimes it's not going to work for you. There right. is no, no one, one true way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no one true way. And, and you, and there's not even one true way for, for any individual person. Things change over time. Yeah. And what worked before may not work later but you will find something else that does yeah i i used to as as a kid i used to get my my school work done and i would sit down for hours and write well obviously that changed when i moved out and i started waitressing and and i was on this 
ever rotating shift because the waitressing turnover rate is, is huge. And you never knew if you were going to get called in. You have to grab the moments when you can. And you, you have to be willing to make the moments too. So a good thing that I'm going to mention that, you know, obviously you don't have to buy, you can do this yourself, but Holly has this, this, I believe it is the discipline book that has you break down your day. Yeah. How to find um, your writing discipline. Yeah. How to find your writing discipline. But again, there's a lot of articles online about finding time in your day. And, and I don't like that term because it's more or less, it's more making time because yeah. you're deciding to do things. But take a look at where you spend your time. Are you on social media and you don't have a lot of time? Otherwise, doing less social media will help. Even if that's your only free time, well, which is more important? Looking at a bunch of memes and, and, and a bunch of, of, you know, pictures from people's lives or working on your dream? dedicating some time to this passion of yours yeah you have to build the right you, the life you want yeah if, if you have a dream and you're sitting on facebook or you're sitting on social media of any any one of the apps or you're sitting watching a television show which is more important and it's perfectly okay to admit that social media and tv is more important it's whatever is important to you, you're going to find excuses to do that thing, not excuses not to. Right. So that's this. I wanted to talk about the, the ever-changing schedule. However, we have forums, and this is a big topic for a lot of people. So I know we can't even scratch the surface. If you are out there and you have tips, uh, go into the forums write down your own tips share with us what you've done share with the other writers what you've done because you're not just you're not just helping yourself which is great you know it's important to help yourself do things but yeah sharing one tip could be a game changer for somebody else just like holly's 10 minute timer was for her yeah. So just going into the forums, even if you're brand new and saying, well, hey, this is what I found works for me, might be a game changer to somebody else. Exactly. So do we have a takeaway for this one? We do. Okay. Let me just let you guys know you can follow us on the socials. That is Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Facebook, Alone with Invisible People on Instagram. Yes. At AIARWIP on Twitter, even though I've kind of don't use it very much we're also on pinterest you can look us up alone in a room with invisible people or air whip you can find our website at alone with we do have a coffee account it's ko-fi.com forward slash alone but if you purchase anything from any of the affiliate links on alone with that also supports the podcast sharing the podcast supports the podcast too. So if you guys have liked a certain episode or, or, you know, you have a writer's group that you think we could, you know, help that, that might benefit from something that we've said, absolutely share the podcast. We, we love knowing that we are helping. Uh, you can email us at show at alone with invisible people.com. And we, I, I keep, forgetting to mention this I, I'm, I'm horrible at self-promotion we do have a red bubble shop it's got like coffee cups it's got um 
notebooks, tote bags, that sort of stuff. If you're interested in merch, we don't make a lot of money off of it. I think we make a couple of cents on on like the stickers. We make a couple of bucks on certain items, I think like the tote or the notebooks. But it's just a really cool way to, to have our merch out there. And um, if you buy something, tag us in it, man. Tag alone in a room with invisible people. Show us what you bought. Put your, put yourself. I have an Instagram account, and you know if you tag me, it's it's what at Holly dot Lyle. Yeah, L I S L E. Yeah. Yeah, L I S L E. If you if you tag me on that, I would love to see a picture of you with your coffee cup or whatever, because that yeah. would just be so cool. Yeah, or and you could always tag us too, or you know tag tag the the lone the air whip account to let us know like hey what you've been doing because somebody actually shared and I was very envious uh one of our Instagram followers tagged us in a picture of her uh doing the New Year's Eve like the 2020 goal setting lounging by a pool I was like oh my god I hate you right now (laughs) I was very envious of, of that but yeah so that's you know find a way to to Come into the forums, you know, find some time, introduce yourself or don't, you know, I'm not really a big introducer of myself. I I tend to just get straight to it and post what I've done for the day and I'll check other people's stuff. But come into the community, man, because there's so much there. So what's our takeaway for this episode? Okay. You have to know what you want and have leverage uh, knowing why you want it. And then you have to put together your strategy for getting there. And this is, this is a, a steady, growing kind of thing. It's going to change over time. But as you're figuring out what you want, as you're figuring out how to get it, and as you're putting together your strategy for working every day towards getting it, realize that you can do this. You can still do this, that, that this is within your reach, and all you have to do is start. Yeah. Everybody has to start somewhere. And small, consistent, daily, or every other day efforts is yeah. bigger than once a week sitting down and trying to plug out five hours worth of work that turns into drudgery. Right. So, yeah. I love this job. It's fun. Yeah. Do what Holly says and stay small. Or you could use um, our Coach McDermott's uh phrases uh, the stay humble stay hungry you know or come up with your own phrase you know but uh yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and say goodbye we love you guys uh i can't wait to see you next week and uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the forum especially anyone who's doing one year at winning at writing if you haven't listened to that episode i'm telling you go listen to it set some small achievable goals and go bigger if you get them done holly Yes, that and that's it. And we would really love to see you in there. I am so excited about the one year at winning at writing right at the moment. Uh, I've got PIP for uh, participants Ooh. in the works. It's not done yet. And then a PIP for folks who succeed at the end of the year that you get to keep as your permanent PIP in your signature. Yay. Yes, we love PIPs. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next week.